Episode 5, Early Greece and the First City-States. Hi, my name is Clayton Mills. Welcome to A Short Walk Through Our Long History, a podcast where we look at the events of history and try to see how those events shaped our modern world. Welcome to Episode 5, Early Greece and the First City-States. Last time we looked at one of the great civilizations of the ancient world, Egypt. Our modern culture was not all that directly influenced by Egypt, although you could say our modern culture was very influenced by the Israelites that came out of Egypt. It's interesting to me that a small, relatively powerless backwater nation like Israel was for most of its existence had such a profound effect on the Western world. One could argue that it was one of the three most influential ancient cultures, at least as far as influencing our modern world. One of the others, not surprisingly, was Rome. We'll get to Rome in due time. The other major influence on the Western world from ancient times was ancient Greece. It's hard to overstate how important ancient Greece was in terms of influencing the Western world. Art, government and politics literature, philosophy, athletics, math, architecture, worldview, all of these things were hugely influenced by ancient Greece. Who's the most influential philosopher of all time? Well, it's either Socrates, Plato, or Aristotle, and they were all Greek. Where did democracy originate? Greece. You could maybe argue that Rome was more influential for a longer period But you could also argue that Rome was simply spreading Greek learning and values. Rome had definitely made its own valuable contributions, as we'll see, but Greece was incredibly influential to the Western world, and it came before Rome. So let's take a quick look at how Greece became so influential. Do you know where the very first civilization in Europe started? It was on the island of Crete, one of the islands of the Greek archipelago. A civilization known as the Minoans began to arise there sometime around 2000 BC. This is just a little before Abram makes his journey out of Ur, and it's just a bit before King Hammurabi of Babylon. Not much is known about the Minoan civilization, but archaeologists have found large cities, lots of fresco paintings, and lots of pottery. Archaeologists have found Minoan writing, including hieroglyphs and a system of script called Linear A, But so far, no one's been able to translate any of the Minoan writing, which is one reason we don't know too much about Minoan culture. The Minoan culture seems to have arisen around 2000 BC and thrived for about 400 years, but around 1600 BC, it began to decline. And that's just about the same time we begin to see civilization develop on mainland Greece. The earliest civilization on the mainland of Greece was known as the Mycenaeans. This culture is named after one of their most important cities, Mycenae. Mycenaean culture is important for a couple of reasons. The Mycenaeans developed a culture of city-states that became very influential in later Greece. Why did the culture develop this way? Well, some of it has to do with geography. There are two distinctive features to the geography of Greece that influenced its overall development. First, it's a peninsula, surrounded by water on three sides with lots of little peninsulas, lots of islands, literally thousands of small islands all around it. So it was natural that the Greeks would become sailors, explorers, and world traders. 
The inland parts of Greece, however, are rocky and mountainous. And so it's harder to develop a connected civilization um, all the way across the peninsula. Each region kind of developed on its own and developed its own government, usually centered around a main city. These regions were called city-states. A city-state is a small nation centered around the main city. Each city ruled the region around it and developed its own type of government and culture. Some of the major city-states, besides Mycenae, were Athens, Sparta, Corinth, and Argos. Each city-state had its own way of doing things, but they all had some things in common that kind of bound them together. They all spoke the same language. They worshipped the same gods, although each city had its own sort of patron god. And they usually would band together to fight off outsiders. They also fought against each other at times. This fighting is another reason that the Mycenaeans were important. They developed some excellent fighting techniques and strategies that became very influential in the ancient world. And one of the most famous stories of all time tells the story of a great Mycenaean battle. You might have heard of this one. It's called the Iliad. We're going to look at that story on its own, but for now, I'll just mention that the king of Mycenae plays a big role in that story. That was King Agamemnon, the leader of the Greek army. So Mycenaean culture was important for developing city-states and for developing great battle techniques. The Mycenaean culture was a very well-developed culture with large cities built up uh, with elaborate palaces and architecture. And they had art, they had their own form of writing. The Mycenaeans, in addition to being famous soldiers, were also great sailors, and their trading ships traveled all around the eastern Mediterranean Sea. They established colonies and trading posts all around the Mediterranean in, in what is now Turkey, Lebanon, Crete, Sicily, and Italy. They were, in fact, the first pan-Mediterranean trading culture. In other words, they traveled all over the Mediterranean, and they brought back things from all over these other places. Why is this important? The Mycenaeans were the first culture that really had contact with a lot of other different cultures. They traded with cultures in Europe, including Scandinavian cultures. They traded with Egypt. They traded with African cultures. They traded with cultures in different cultures in Asia, and maybe even Babylon. This was the beginning of all of these cultures being aware of each other and establishing regular trade between them. But around 1200 BC, things started to fall apart. All over the Mediterranean, there was a long period of poor harvests, which led to famine and starvation. As the Mycenaeans got more and more desperate, they began to raid other places to steal their food. There are Egyptian records from about this time of migrations and raids from a group that the Egyptians called the Sea People. We don't know exactly who the Sea People were, but they destroyed a lot of Egyptian port cities. And migrating Mycenaeans are kind of the leading suspects for who they might be. It's also possible that the migrating seafaring Mycenaeans also became the Philistines, who ruled a seaside culture on the coast east and north of the Kingdom of Israel. In any case, Mycenaean culture seems to have kind of dwindled by about 1100 BC. Many of their cities were abandoned completely, including Mycenae. From about 1100 BC until about 800 BC, 300 years, Greek culture went through a period where very little survives of written records, artifacts, or any kind of history of that period. And it's known as the Greek Dark Ages. 
But after about 800 BC, Greek begins a monumental comeback, which will produce one of the richest, most influential cultures of all time, and some of the most famous people the world has ever known. Next time, in episode 6, we will look more closely at the Iliad and the story of the Trojan War. Mm -hmm.